Earners, what's up? Look, as an entrepreneur, the dream is to earn a living doing what you love. But let's face it, turning that dream into reality is no small feat. That's where Kajabi steps in, transforming challenges into opportunities. I've been there, juggling every aspect of my business, wishing for a simpler way to diversify revenue and grow my brand. Then Kajabi changed the game. It's an all-in-one platform that empowered me to not just build, but thrive. With Kajabi, creating online courses, membership sites, and more became not just possible, but easy. And the best part? I kept 100% of what I earned, thanks to Kajabi's no-commission policy. But Kajabi isn't just about tools. It's about building a profitable business with the support of robust analytics, easy payment options, and customizable templates all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Earners, what's up? Look, this episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to NerdWallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your money. I can't front. The nerds have helped me get smarter about a few things, like planning my tax bills so that I don't dread April every year, or making a budget that's balanced, not just buying sneakers and fly clothes, or saving on travel because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night or maybe a five-star dinner. Or boosting my credit score, since we all know credit is like the real-life cheat code. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines can have on your life. You'll get the clarity you need to make smart decisions with confidence. Smart money is the smartest way to get even smarter about money. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you? Well, thank you. Bill Ackman. Uh, we posted this on Instagram and this is relevant because this is a financial, this is a financial conversation. So Harvard, Harvard, there's 30 Harvard student groups that signed a, um, a open letter. I'll, I'll read some of the mm -hmm. open letters. So this is the open letter that Harvard students, some of the Harvard students put together and some of the Harvard, Harvard students group signed. today's events. This is when it first happened when, um, the attack on Israel first happened, right? On the, from the Hamas, from, on the Hamas offensive. Today's events did not occur in a vacuum. For the last two decades, millions of Palestinians in Gaza have been forced to live in an open air prison. Israeli officials promised to open the floodgates of hell and the massacre in Gaza has already, already con commenced. Palestinians in Gaza have no shelter for refuge uh, and nowhere to escape. In the coming days, Palestinians will be forced to bear the full blunt of Israel's violence. The apartheid regime is only is the only one to blame. Israeli violence has structured every aspect of Palestinians' existence for 75 years, from 
systemizing systematically land seizures to routine airstrikes, arbitrary detentions to military checkpoints and enforcing family separations and targeting killings. Palestinians have been forced to live in a state of death, both slow and sudden. Um, this is what some Harvard, they, they put that out, right? Mm -hmm. Bill Ackman, mm -hmm. who is a billionaire and one of the most powerful people on Wall Street, he responded on Twitter, um, very upset about the, the, I don't know if he went to Harvard or not, but he was very upset about what the Harvard, what those Harvard students had to say. And he, in response, said that he wanted to get the names. He pushed Harvard to release the names of the students that were responsible for those words. Um, quote, none of us inadvertently hire any of their members. So he said that he wanted to make sure that no Wall Street firms inadvertently hired any of the students, mm -hmm. essentially saying that he wanted the names of Harvard students so he can make sure that um, they would never get hired on Wall Street. Now, this mm -hmm. is extremely controversial because obviously it, it walks on freedom of speech right? What, what this country is founded on. And even the ex Harvard president, um, was concerned about this and said it, it, it seemed like McCarthyism. This was when everybody was, um, scared to be called a communist, right? And if you, if you were labeled a communist, then your whole career would just be, um, blackballed. So this is extremely relevant because this show is called market Mondays and mm -hmm. we talk about the stock market mm -hmm. and Bill Ackman is one of the most powerful people on wall street, billionaire hedge fund stock yep. market. So, uh, I think it's interesting because he didn't say that he was going to just make sure that they never worked for his company. He said that he was going to make sure that none of us, us, he word <laughs> us inadvertently it's meaning that they're already not going to get hired if they know for sure but they just want to make sure that they're not making a, you know they they want to he wants to make sure that none of us so what this is saying is that he he's um, speaking by us he means they any wall street firm yeah they goldman sachs you name it yeah um yep. okay so interesting that he would say this publicly and this has caused a lot of uh, controversy in the news. So I think that this is important on a few different aspects of it. A, from the media standpoint, because if you read, if you heard what I just said, those are just the words. I think it's important for media to be non-biased. And we live in a day and age where there is really no media that is non-biased. Ernie Lee is non-biased, but for the most part, none of these major media corporations are biased are non-biased yeah. and even how they framed the um the letter from uh, the harvard students a lot of media publications deemed it as a uh, pro hamas they never even mentioned hamas at all um and like i said this isn't i'm not even taking a side of the harvard students but i'm just we just have to be factual right they never they never said that they were pro hamas they were obviously anti-israel that's a fair statement to say but um even the word, the way that it has been framed is not actually factually true. The problem with the media is that nobody really ever checks the media. So if you just say, okay, 30 uh, Harvard students put out a pro Hamas, pro um, terrorist letter. Well, 
you're playing yeah. you're playing with semantics okay. and you're playing with words and now before even because hardly anybody i'm sure has even read the letter mm -hmm. so before you even read the letter you're already going into it with a tainted view i'm assuming bill ackerman read it because he's an intelligent person and, and very rich so i'm assuming that he read it but maybe he didn't read it maybe he just saw the headline who knows mm -hmm. um but i think that it, it brings out a very dangerous um point in this country when somebody can openly vow to block the careers of somebody because they have an opinion they didn't they didn't fund money to this they didn't say like you know we're going on the front lines to fight ourselves they they openly wrote an opinion um in a peaceful manner right and you could disagree with their opinion that that's something that you have a right to as an american and you can choose not to hire them in your company if you want to but to openly try to collude, collude with all every single Wall Street firm to stop their hiring because they don't agree with you. Well, that's such a, that's a, a, a dangerous precedent. And it, it, it would never happen if it was for another disadvantaged group. If anybody said anything disrespectful black, about black people, I've never seen this level of blackball happen. In fact, you could even become president because when Donald Trump called the Central Park five rapist and um they should be he said he actually Sentence said that they, they, should, they should have the death, death penalty. penalty and they were 16 and 17 years old yeah. they weren't they weren't even adults and then it comes out that they were exonerated and that they were actually um completely misused by the justice system that they never committed the crime at all they actually got like 60 million dollars from new york city and he said that that was a waste of taxpayers money he doubled down on the statement and he become president so we're, we're living in very interesting times. And yeah, I think bro. that the, the media is at a very uh, important uh, part of society. And we, we must have free. We must have free press. We can never be bullied. The press can never be bullied. And pe people's opinions have to be respected across all across all um, aisles, because if, if it, once we start to, to walk on people's opinion, then we 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 really uh, compromise the integrity of any level of democracy that we think we have. Yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting. Everything you said is I'm hundred percent in the green swings, but it, it's interesting when, when you think about the statement being made public, imagine the conversations that are being had in private. Private. Like, yep. I mean, it, it makes you think about that part. But the, the other thing that's also interesting that I think it's overlooked is that rather than talking to the school, he's attacking the students, right? He could have just said that, Hey, if we support Harvard, then and this is my alma mater, we're not going to be a booster for Harvard anymore. He specifically is going after students, which is interesting, right? These, these are the the, the future of, of our society. This could have been a learning moment, even if he thought that he disagreed with them. This could have been a moment for him to engage with them and have conversation, right? Because ultimately, there could be an understanding that comes from that conversation. But to put us, right, to, to speak about an entire industry, right, when we spoke to Van Jones, and we talked about finance, we talked about the financial structure of America, the heart of it is Wall Street. So what you're doing is derailing yeah. and putting up a roadblock for any financial progress. That's just from a standpoint, even if they wanted to be in the world of finance, maybe they didn't, but to have their names released, that could affect them in any other career field, right? Just because they had an opinion or they exercised their freedom of speech, which is interesting, but these these are the things that are happening right it's so like we always try to go over the, the always our mindset and the conversations that we're having 
these things are happening in public, but so many more conversations that happen in private that are probably similar to this that are never going to be released, which is important that puts us in a position to say, you know what? We're part of media. We see how this is going. We're going to say something because we have the right to. You have to, I don't want to take the other side of it, but I do want to highlight a couple of things. Number one, you have to be very careful of what you say. Um, number two, there's a reason why people have always told people to stay away from religion and or politics. Um, because you are, once you take a side, you then are going to upset potential enemies that may be on the other side of that conflict or advice that you're given. I do think it's unfair for him to call them out. But the other part of it is if he went to Harvard, I think he graduated 88, then went to Columbia as a donor there. Isn't the purpose of power to be able to do what you want to do with it? I ask all the time, what's the purpose of having FU money? If at some point you can't say FU, I think if someone agrees with what the student said, they should hire them at their firm. The way the data is skewed, though, not many will. I think it's unfortunate. Even here, it was one episode, I won't say what guests, but uh, some of the audience members were unfavorable to the guests and had some comments in YouTube. And they ended up on the blacklist. You got to be careful what you say to people. People aren't always going to tell you and publicly, hey, I'm going to get my lick back. But on the back, you have to be very, and we've had these conversations privately about diplomacy, um, when to attack, when to retreat, when to not give certain things energy. It's unfortunate, but in the time we're in, if you're going to take a stance and you're not willing to back that stance with your own capital, you could be in trouble. You really could be. Also, um, we, we talked about it before. Freedom of speech was really made for in your house and in small private gatherings. You can't say whatever you want to in public and online. It's no different. And I'll say this for those of you who work in corporate. I had a stock club call Saturday. I, four times in a row, begged everybody in Red Panda, stay away from this topic, your thoughts, political disposition, because the same thing is going to happen to you. If you so choose to take a side and you're wrong or you get attacked, that is the price of speaking. I know we have this illusion of a, demo of a democracy, really a republic in the United States of America. But this has been an aspect like the thing that I saw from most of us that are black. It's like this has been happening to us in every industry. It's unfortunate that it happened to them. Yes. But th this kind of treatment has been happening to us forever. I do think I think it highlights I think it highlights a few things. So you're right. You have to if you're if you're willing to speak on something, you have to be able to deal with the consequences of that. Yeah. Um, and there's always consequences for everything. But I this is why I think that is dangerous, because when I think of Harvard, I, I'm looking at um, student organization putting out a letter that's almost similar to like a press that's that's like press right so when it's just a random person on twitter saying something you got you you know you, if you say something but when because at what point does it stop right at what point does somebody's personal views opinions or stating the facts you start to walk a thin line this country was built on freedom of speech that's essential the reason why America has been looked at in this light is because most countries in the world don't have free speech. Most countries in the world, you say something about the president, you can actually get killed. Absolutely. Right? In, in America, like, you know, we've had the ability for to 
to say F the police, right? Like they, like they, they said that and then, or, 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 you know, talking about the, the president and easy E walks through the white house with the Jerry curl. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is, this is our culture, hip hop, but that's an example that in other countries, nobody, if you would have said F the police, you would have got killed Yeah, or arrest the president. If you would have said something about the president, you would, your brains would be blown out on the street. Well, who knows if how this country might look in 50 years or 100 years, right? If we take an authoritarian approach to things and limit people's freedom of speech and publicly and publicly do it with such confidence, right? It wasn't even like it was done in private. We, if we publicly start to denouncing people's freedom of speech and such confidence, well, now, you, now you, you make people scared to speak. And now once you make people scared to speak, now you, you compromise freedom of speech. You compromise the free press. And you create a very a very dangerous um, situation. So I think that you're right for sure, but you have to at some point question authority because if you never question authority, then it'll just be status quo, and that's not the way to to have a productive society by just following status quo. We have to have uncomfortable conversations. We have to have debates. We have to be able to question things publicly without getting denounced and 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 villainized, right? It's part of it's, this is this is part of American culture, right? Mm -hmm. If if we don't have this, we're not we don't have America. This is part of it. it Quick it, question, it, 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 like I was saying, it, it's important, right? But you take into to con conception, like we we're talking about a student body group, and so the average student in college is what eighteen to twenty three. Right. So you're still talking about minds that are still developing. And even in, in, in Ackman's statement, he's saying we should be made uh, aware of people who support terrorist groups. Like you said, there was nothing in there that says he's. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, was they, nothing, they, they never said I'm, they I'm, 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 I'm talking about his response. So his response is that if people are supporting terrorist groups, we should be made aware of that, especially if these are people that we're going to potentially hire in the future. Inaccurate. But what that does is when other CEOs read his statement, they're going off of his inaccuracies. And so you get the CEO of Sweetgreen saying, I want to know who they are so I can never hire these people. Right. And so we're talking not now this isn't even a financial conversation anymore. Now this is just like any career path that you're choosing. If your name is now released, it's over with. It's like you're done. Yeah. For a, a statement or a group that you came together with when you were in high school or just out of high school in college, 19 to 23, and you said something that somebody misconstrued. Media picked it up. It was inaccurate. The statements were inaccurate. And now your life is ruined. I don't even I mean, want I... to take the other side of the argument, but can I ask a question real quick? Yeah, what me at Red Panda and you guys are earning your leisure, hire anyone that said anything favorable about any neo-Nazi group. Well, let me ask you this. Um, it's already it's already happening. Because um, Robert Kawasaki, who I, I, I read his book, I, I, I say that, that his book changed my life. When he says things like the Black Lives Matter terrorists and George Floyd, you know, paraphrasing like, you know, it's kind of he's resisting arrest and all these things. It's already done. Yeah, we vote. The, the public has already voted for Donald Trump, who we can go through what he says a variety of different times on a weekly basis, on a weekly basis. <laughs> Um, I mean, we can just go through sports. We can go through, we can go through this whole list yeah. of things. So to answer your question, we don't have, we've never had power in this country. So 
that's not even a fair question to ask because we don't control power. We, as far as black people, we're not in a position to blackball anybody. We've never been. We can't blackball anybody from politics. We see that they rose to the highest level of power. We can't black blackball anybody from finance. We see that they openly disrespect black people when they already they rise to the highest level of power. We have never been in a position to actually enforce any level of being able to blackball anybody. So well, the, the, the bus boycotts, I think we just conceded for the wrong things when we had leverage. There's a bunch of brands where we can turn around and, and make not popular if we choose. I, I don't think we care enough to Boy, boycotting something and actually blackballing somebody is two different things. Yeah. We can boycott things and say we're not going to support this business. I'm saying as far as having the power. Vocally or non vocally to go in a board meeting and say, like, now nah, this yeah. person's not getting hired and we're not going to put money behind this campaign and we're not going to give him. That's something that we just don't have. We, we've never had enough power to. And we still to this day don't have enough power. So it's hard to even speak from that hypothetical because we, we're not in that position. We, we haven't. But we're in a position where we can be blackballed. And that has happened continuously. Ackman yeah. said it verbally. And like I said, this is bigger than just the Harvard students. But this brings up a bigger. How many people? Yeah, it's a big issue. How many people have said something where they supported Malcolm X and they didn't agree with you supporting Malcolm X? And you'll never know that you didn't get hired. Mm -hmm. You never know that you that you didn't get corporate funding. How many people supported the, the Black Panthers, the real Black Panthers, not the Marvel? And just by yep. you saying that, you never know that that was the reason why it didn't work out for you. You never know that that's the reason why you didn't advance in your career. Yeah, You didn't but, get that home loan that could have changed your family trajectory 45, 50 years ago. You just, it's implicit. It's not as explicit as him saying this. But okay. Uh, well, I I, can we, the last point, if we can state the obvious, Ackman's ethnicity plays a lot into what he said. And as it should. Mm -hmm. I don't if and I, I don't want to dance around it, and I, but I also don't want to turn up on it. But it's like people have to be mindful of the repercussions of what they say. And we've seen people get canceled before over similar comments. Just because you're in college doesn't negate you of responsibility for it. Do I think it's fair? No, but this is the truth. This has always been done. This is not new. And he's not the first one publicly to say it. Like even at one point when I went to Indiana University, if you said anything crazy about Bob Knight, it was going to affect your life on campus. At one point, like Bob was king of Bloomington. If you said something disparaging about him, it would have an impact on your grades and how teachers felt about you if they were pro him. This has always happened. The biggest thing I want us to take away is free speech is not free. Press is not free as if farmers paying for it, and we've never had the right to publicly say whatever the fuck we wanted to. But even the Bob Knight that's, thing, that's, that's a good example until you see him putting his hands around the kid's neck. Neither of you about uh, should have made the layup or pass the ball. <laughs> you, know what but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. layup <laughs> Coverdale was making him three. Hey, babe, boy, you should have made them lay. I'll choke you too. You missed 14. Lay I'm just joking. These jokes written by 85 South. Shout out to AJ Moyer, AJ Guyton, right? But Alan Henderson, you should have made the layup, though. The, the last thing we'll say about this is how do you feel about 
That's crazy. DJ Vlad <laughs> saying that um, Drake and uh, is the most famous Jewish person in the world, and DJ Khaled is the most famous Palestinian person in the world, and he, they haven't said anything yet, and he's disappointed that they haven't made comments. I think Drake and Khaled realize if they make a statement, it would be too detrimental for their brand because they're not well-versed enough in it to speak on it, and it will have an impact on their lives. You, everyone does have to make a statement. Vlad, you should make a statement. I think he make did. Make your statements. Um, Continue to put out what you're putting out on QFD and pay your workers better. <laughs> All right. Put, put out. All right. Shout, shout to, okay. All right. TV time. And, and then I think I think we have to offer. Also, my thing with <laughs> my thing with the Vlad situation is that once again he asked um he asked Drake he said in Jewish in Jewish law. Drake's mother's Jewish, so he's Jewish by Jewish law. He was raised in a Jewish community. Um, you know, he gave a whole long list of things that you know Drake and Jake, Drake says he's Jewish, so he should he should speak as a Jew. He should speak on Jewish issues. My thing is, I've never heard Vlad ever say that. You know, and this is by historical law, definitely by American law. If you had one drop of black blood in you, you would consider black, right? This is on the exactly. slave plantation. Um, if you were light skinned, you might have got treated a little better, but you were still black. You never was treated as a white person. So Drake's father's obviously black. He's a black man. Um, Drake is entrenched in hip hop culture, spent summers in Memphis, Tennessee, and is a hip hop artist. I don't think anybody would debate that he's a black man, just like J. Cole, who's biracial or President Obama or a variety of other people. Um, but I've never heard him ever say that Drake as a black man has an obligation to speak on black issues. So that's interesting. But then also I think that, yeah, it is wise as a celebrity. If you don't fully understand what you're saying to say nothing at all, we saw Justin Bieber put up um, praying for Israel with a picture of Gaza. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and you know, what I'm just better not to, it, it's better not to say anything. Yeah. If you're not as, if you we have a, a weird of celebrity obsession, obsession and, and and like it's like even Floyd, like you know, Floyd is one of the greatest boxers of all time, and his business acumen is wonderful. Um, and yeah. we, we interviewed him at Market Mondays. And when I the first time I met Floyd at Market Mondays, um, he had glasses with no lenses in them. So I, I say that to say I bring it up. No, just be honest with you. No, I'm just being honest with you. So I know you painted the picture. You gotta paint the picture so vivid they can see it clearly with so their eyes. Closed. I don't I wouldn't necessarily take world views. From Floyd Mayweather is not my go-to. <laughs> He's not You're my go-to. Good, bro. But we've had You're this conversation, good. right? In certain communities, we look for people, pundits that are experts or have a well-versed in geopolitical issues, right? In our community, <laughs> we look to entertainers. It, is it that we look to it, or the media pushes pushes them because there are how, they, how are we talking? Hey, yeah. okay, let's talk. The media interview that goes back to the Vlad thing. Yeah. Why right. do you 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 obsessed for a Drake comp? There's plenty of qualified people right. that study this for on. years. Yeah, that's relevant. That can actually have an intelligent conversation. So we're pushed on the fact of let's see what LeBron James is going to say. Let's log on Twitter yeah. and see what DJ Khaled has to say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I think that part of it is the media obsession with celebrities that forces us to always look. Because yeah. the first thing that happens, it, George Floyd, have, the first thing we do is go to our favorite celebrity what and did they see say? what did they, did, we, did they go on these stories? Did we check because, because every hour. It becomes a story, right? If, some, if one of them say it as a celebrity, then it's going to, more clicks right for, for that business for the media business to work you have to have people who are going to draw eyes and attention to a statement or to a story and so the fact that they keep going to them is 
for that exact no, reason. But, but like, now, I said, are they qualified? No, but they have they have influence. So it's like a Muhammad Ali, right? This is a perfect person who was actually qualified to speak, and he had a lot of influence. And he's somebody that was a leader, even though he was a, a you know an entertainer as far as boxing. He was mm -hmm. an athlete, right? But like I said, you know, every 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 athlete's not Muhammad Ali. No, so, no, no, no. Muhammad, that era of athlete Muhammad Ali. Muhammad. Nah, Kyrie, you got Bill, Kyrie. Bill Russell. Kyrie, Kyrie. Bill Russell. Jim Brown. Kyrie. And but Kyrie also got Dean Brown. Jalen Brown. Kyrie Irving. Kaepernick had his moment in time. He sparked a, a, a but situation. But he never spoke. He didn't speak. But to his point, to his credit, maybe he wasn't confident. Or qualified. Or qualified. Right? True. Yeah. All right. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.